This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, which publishes curiosity-driven stories, topical newsletters, and locally-focused podcasts, all in the service of informing Edmontonians about their community. Taproot publishes a weekly food roundup, sharing the latest on the restaurants, chefs, producers, events, and more. It's curated by, it's curated by Sharon Yeo, a longtime blogger at Only and a keen student of Edmonton's food scene. Subscribe to the Food Roundup for free at taprootedmonton.ca. Enjoy the show. Hey, fellas, we ain't gonna ever back down from nobody. I don't care who it is. This is a brotherhood. And if we stand strong together, we can't be denied. If one of us go down, we have another and another, and another, that's ready to fight. So let's hit this field and bang them, bang them, bang them. Somebody light me up. It's time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and we are also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. Welcome in and welcome back to a week where we uh, basically had an unplanned buy. So we're going to uh, have some, uh, that sounds like title of the podcast. Anyway, we're going to uh, have a little bit of fun this evening. Uh, we're going to talk some CFL news. We're going to talk uh, some Elks news. And of course, we're going to finally get to set up another Labor Day game. And uh, we all know what that means, but we'll, we'll talk to him in just a moment. First, it's the one and only... <laughs> Super fan, Mike. Am I an S or can I do that? No, you can do it. Yeah, it's wow. Figured it out. Yeah. Although no I mean, you're answer. you're always an S in my books, man. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I do appreciate the gentlers, though. That was well, the, that's the part that's exciting. That's right. I need to have a little TM sign that appears just to. Uh, <laughs> I've got to work on all our OBS things at TM right. on the side every time you do gentlers. Uh, how you been? How was your week, man? It's been good. It's been, uh, yeah, I mean, Mondays are always really busy at work, but uh, once you sort of sort through the, have you turned it off and turn it back on again for the 18th time by nine o'clock, you're usually pretty good and you can sail through the rest of the day. So <laughs> Then you only but, have to ask it another 20 times. Exactly. Oh, and I did go uh, undefeated in Peckham this week. Oh, look. Now, did the flyover happen today? No, I was surprised. I thought it being, you know, I mean, Free gas for a year? I went four for four because I did predict the Elks would not lose. So that's, that's, that's probably, they I mean, they, they might lose that game months from now, but sure. so far, sure. But they have not. No, for now you've done the right thing. Super fast. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, everybody is very excited uh, as they watch for continually watch for your flyover. You'll get it over uh, after you go undefeated next week. I'm sure. Excellent. Hey, you also picked up a win in fantasy. Look at you go. I did my very first fantasy win. Yeah. I was thinking that me winning was a fantasy, but uh, no. <laughs> you found, you found Apparently, it came down to the last day and it came down to, to one player on each side. And he went with uh, Darvin Adams and I, I uh, decided to go with Kenny the King Lawler. And, and how about that? And two and out is proud, and you win. That's that's fantastic. Uh, that's right. Not only that, but uh, the district boy is going one two in the uh, points this Ooh. week. That's pretty good. I like that. That is pretty exciting. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, thank you to again to uh, Cooper Trooper for setting that all up. I, I was taking oh, on absolutely Safamod from the Piffles podcast this week, uh, and of course I am actually now taking on Ryan from the CFL countdown this week. So make sure that you guys are watching those shows who do you, do you have you have kura this week don't you i do oh. it's the battle of the one and threes Ooh. it's the toilet bowl fancy gotta love that yes. that's amazing that's amazing so uh yeah we'll we'll keep everybody updated as we go there now yes mike when we get ready for the labor day game we we do we take a deep breath and we uh 
we, you know, do a little bit of, of Zen music in the background and we send out a text to one of our good friends from down south. And uh, he has returned once again. It is our favorite <laughs> villain. It is Ryan Valentine. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Can I just tell you how honored I am to be involved in the 208th anniversary special? <laughs> I know such a huge milestone episode. That's right. And to be asked to be included is just so heartwarming. It makes me feel so good. Um, you know, just uh, uh, having been a, a, a regular guest throughout the years, just this this 208th anniversary special. It just, it, it feels, it, it just, oh, guy, uh, gents, I'm, I'm honored to be here. <laughs> what I feel I should do is I should ask Tyler to have like the little flaming numbers for every show and change it <laughs> every time. And it can be like 208, 209, 200, whatever. Then people will know what show it is. I mean, it's good to know yeah. that there's a backlog that they could go and listen to. I think that's important. I think exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's, there's, there are 207 episodes. episodes. That's right. Yeah. And there's at least four that have you. I mean, that's so they know which ones to least. avoid. They could just go to the other. I, I want to say it's it's more than that. Is it? I think I'm probably like I, I expected my five timers jacket already in the mail, but I didn't get it. Oh, so I imagine it's coming at some point. But COVID. Uh, I think it's probably just because Kayla runs the lounge and she's terrified of me, which is why she never shows up on the show when I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so wasn't that the right. same who was wasn't that the same for uh brian desjardins like every time he was here kayla was or joe. here joe or valineski yeah, yeah so so you're, you're not totally alone there ryan i mean it's good no there's there's several people kayla's afraid of and that's fine <laughs> that's it's okay that's okay <laughs> someday oh one someday. day she is gonna take You'll you on surprise her. sneak up She's going to take you on one day, and I'm, we're going to be glad it's a video podcast because Mike and I are going to be sitting like this. <laughs> <laughs> just sit back. <laughs> just sit back, hands over mouths. <laughs> uh, how you been, Ryan? I mean, I, I, it has been a while since we've chatted, uh, obviously, you know, um, with everything going on. I mean, but it, I mean, it's nice to have football back. It's nice that we have reasons to chat. And, uh, and other than just being friends... <laughs> It's good that we have a yeah, chance to actually yeah. chat again. Uh, but how you been? Uh, I've been good. I mean, you know, I, I, I think like everybody else, the last year and a half, 18 months has been uh, a bit of a struggle. Um, fortunately, uh, I was able to remain gainfully employed throughout the pandemic, uh, as was my wife. So uh, financially, uh, we didn't find much of a hardship there. And, and we've been able to stay healthy and 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 all of our family has been able to stay healthy through this. And I think, um, you know, coming out of coming out of a, a worldwide pandemic, if I can, I still have everybody that I love and care for. And uh, and and I haven't been kind of ruined or made destitute by this. So, I mean, gee, I, I put me in the top one percent of luckiest people around. Yeah, you're you're not wrong. Absolutely, being able to 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 get through it, and and more importantly, all the people you care and love about, you know, the most are still here. That's it's important. Yeah, uh, including your puppy dogs, because I saw pictures of your puppy dogs the other day, and they're, they're so cute. They're awesome. Yes, yes. The uh, Milton and Matilda, my little channels. They're uh, half English, half English bulldog, or half English, half French. Bulldogs, uh, so I call them Chunnels. I don't know that that's an actual breed name, but that's what I'm going with. Um, and uh, yeah, they're cute, they're lazy, they're fat, and they're out for a walk right now. Wow. Me too. And, uh, I was just going to say, I sound like I'm a Chunnel. That's good to know. Um, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> I'm glad to. I'm glad I finally have a tag because I was worried that I'd never get a tag. Right now I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna change my name in there. It'll be Andrew the Channel on the next podcast. I'll set set that up specifically for you. Um, Number two hundred nine. Flames. That's right, two hundred nine up in flames up at the top. It's <laughs> very good. Thank you, Mike. That's good. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the the news at hand. Um, 
We talked about it last Monday uh, that the the Elks had uh, positive cases. At that point, it was uh, nine confirmed cases. Uh, that number did get as high as 14, uh, which then was back down to 13, with one of them being a false positive. Uh, but the good news is, is we've had no new cases in four days. Uh, so the protocol is saying 10 days from the initial case, which runs up this Wednesday. Um, so we have an opportunity that we could be playing a Labor Day game on Monday, which is, uh, which is very important. Um, I'm hoping that that uh, comes to fruition. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a sensitive subject for a lot of people, and I understand that. Um, but I think the the main part that I, I know that we were saying last week that I, I kind of want to reiterate is that I, I'm I'm glad the guys that were positive are okay, and that uh, the the main report that's coming out of it is that they've had minimal and some no symptoms, um, and that part is great. Um, but I, I think it it just kind of hammers home to me that you know this isn't gone away yet, and and we need to be doing the right things, um, and uh, and. Along with that news, uh, lots of teams, <laughs> and now including uh, ours, uh, is going ahead with having the uh, the the COVID uh, the vaccine passport basically to get into games. So uh, all nine teams, <clears throat> all nine teams are now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So Ryan, I know you uh, that that was a thing that came both for the Flames and the Stamps down in uh, in Calgary, um, and I, I assume that you're in full agreement based on your Twitter. Yeah, I, I can't, uh, I, I mean, this is, I, I just, I don't understand anybody that doesn't have the shot at this point. I just don't. Unless a doctor has physically told you, don't do this, which I can accept, of course. Yes. There are going to be people that cannot get the shot. Those are the people that we need to protect. So if you can get it, you should get it. And somehow we've walked into a world where people are saying that medical, you know, vaccine that they've created. I'm not quite sure about that. But this horse dewormer, <laughs> that seems like a great way to save my body. I just I can't. I've had enough of it. And if if teams and and businesses doing this and mandating this kind of thing is going to be what gets people to finally get the shot, then fine, great, that's what I want. Because my kid goes to games. Now my kid's 12, not all of his friends are. He's got some 11 year old friends, he's got some 10 year old friends, and the Delta variant is proving to be even more deadly in children. And so as a result, you not getting your shot and going to the game and unwillingly infecting a child at what point did did our society get to the point where people are saying, I don't care if I put your kid in danger anymore, as long as I get to go to see a football game. <laughs> if that's yeah. who you are when you look in the mirror, fire trucker yourself. <laughs> Not to put some point on it, but like I just I've, I've I've had enough of it. The shot's been available. You've had time to get it. And if this is going to be what finally pushes you over the edge, great. Welcome finally to the club. But if you don't want to get it, I don't want you around anyway, because I don't want you giving it to me because I can still get it even though I'm vaccinated. And then I give it to one of my son's friends and that kid dies because you didn't get the shot. It's ridiculous. And and I the, it's it's so much better that the teams are doing this. I wish more teams were going to the stringent level that Calgary is and saying vaccine only, not vaccine or negative test, vaccine, that's it. Get it or don't come. I, I think it, it's the right, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right way to go. And uh, I'm, I'm happily, I will, I will argue with you for days and days and days on Twitter if you decide that you're wrong, that I'm wrong about this. But understand, I will beat you into just getting it eventually, just to make me shut up. <laughs> See now, the the province should have you go out there. That'll drive yes. the numbers right up. So by the way, I, I, <laughs> the province is saying. 
I don't have to have a, they're not going to create a vaccine passport, but the province is going to create a small printable card that has your vaccination status on it so that you can show it when asked. What the fire trucker is the difference? (laughs) Fair point. Sorry. That's okay. Are they going to make a card though? I I thought thought it was just the, uh, the, the my health app. Well, no, they're, they're, the My Health app, you're going to be able to print a small card. wallet card off of the My Health app yeah. so that that way you can carry it with you easily so that that way you don't have to have a charge to cell phone, which, by the way, is tracking you all the time, all you people that think there's some sort of microchip in the vaccine as you type that into your cell phone. I, I just, I can't, I can't. I've had enough of these people. It's it's enough. You're dumb. I like I, I can't I can't the, I just I've, I've lost the capacity to be reasonable with with those people. Wait till the they find out that the uh, chips are in the horse dewormer. Sorry. Wait till they find out the the microchips are in the horse dewormer. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I, I just I can't. I can't. It's, it's ridiculous that we even have to have this conversation. <laughs> I mean, the, people right now are are lucky that polio is gone. Yeah, because in, in ten years you'd see a bunch of people in wheelchairs. It, it's just it's it's ridiculous. I I can't. I I just don't understand the idea that people would turn away medicine not only for themselves but for the people in their community. It's it's we live in a society. It's I, I just. Uh, ah. right. And thank goodness this is a video podcast now. <laughs> <laughs> I I knew I could get you on a rant early if I could just get to just that was just like watch these little breadcrumbs that I'm going to set out right here. Okay, go. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Now, I do want to say we at this point, we do know uh, the Edmonton Toronto game. They're working very hard to reschedule that game. Um, And I'm not sure where. The you know how that's going to fall out. Uh, I know Chris Presson was uh, on the radio. I believe it was tonight, saying that, uh, or even this morning, that um, they are working on it and it likely will be rescheduled. And it might mean that they have to move some other games as well. Um, I I get that, and the, the league needs to have the game. Like that's my feeling on it. They need to have the game. There is a revenue that comes with the game. There is an exposure that comes with the game. I'm glad that they're willing to reschedule it. Uh, one thing, and uh, before, because Ryan, you, can, I'm sure you could go off on this too, but I'm going to ask Mike first. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, um, I, I personally don't think that we should be playing this game that that made it the makeup game in Edmonton. I, I don't think that it's right that that. I mean, and I understand that that may have to happen just because the way the schedules are playing out. But if I had a choice, I would not want that because I don't want to have a gate here for something that, uh, you know, was our problem. So, um, Mike, how do you feel about rescheduling? And and I know that you were tinkering. You were saying there was a chance in October and and those types of things. But how how do you feel about that? Um, It's not to me, it's just not as black and white as it's in Edmonton, therefore, like, we're benefiting from this because we would have to be paying Toronto for that. To me, the more the bigger issue is Toronto needs exposure. They need to have a consistent uh, product that the fans can go see and new fans can come see. Um, I mean, I've seen pictures from people that sit on the side where the cameras are, and those stands are usually quite full, and there's nobody on the other side where the cameras are pointing towards. Um, But we just need more people to get there. And if you start taking away their games, then that's just less and less people that are going to see these games live. And maybe they're not watching them on TV. Um, I know a lot of people that bring new people to games so they can see the CFL in person. And to me, that's where you kind of become a huge fan. All of us went to games probably before we were watching them on TV, you know, as much. So that, that's what we need to have is an opportunity for those people in Toronto or the Toronto area to go to a game and see it. So um, I'm hoping that can happen. But if the only choice is it has to be played in Edmondson, the money will get shot back to Toronto. I mean, hell, they'd probably do it for half the 50-50. So um, um, that's, for, that's for Paul Reckner. Um, <laughs> that is. But, uh, uh, you know, 
at least there's a game on, but we got to do everything. Like play it at varsity, play it, you know, somewhere close by. They won't play it in Hamilton, but, you know, play it close to Toronto, if not in um, BMO. I agree. Um, so <laughs> here we go. Okay, Ryan, what do you think of that? first first and foremost um i think that that it should have just been a forfeit um i think that if you forfeit the game rather than rescheduling the game it sends a very clear message to the players that this is what will happen you will lose a game check if this happens um and i think Beyond the standings, beyond the rivalry, beyond everything else from a 14-game season, I think suspending and canceling the game sends that message that that doesn't get sent by rescheduling it. As far as rescheduling the game to play in Edmonton, it's not the financial benefit of the game that concerns me from a competitive standpoint. It's the we're at home, we're in our locker rooms, we're not on the road, we're not having to travel, we're not, you know, we've got home fans because it's not like the Elks aren't going to have an entire stadium full of chantlers um, every time they step to the line, right? right? So at that point now, Toronto's Toronto's reward for having their game rescheduled when it wasn't their outbreak is to play at home and lose that home field advantage of crowd noise and everything else that comes with being at home. Um, so I think for me, you know, should if they reschedule the game and it can be done in Toronto, then yeah, I, I'm fine with, with rescheduling the game. I would have rather have seen it be a forfeit um, because I think that absolutely sends the message um, to the other clubs and potentially other players that are vaccine holdouts to go out and get the shot because they don't want to be the ones that causes their team to lose a game check. Um, I think losing a game check is a big deal and it should have been a big deal uh, in a locker room. And and unfortunately, um, I think the Elks, the way the Elks have handled this in not saying which players have tested positive, not giving any indication if any of the players were vaccinated or unvaccinated throughout the breakthrough. Because if it comes out that, hey, yeah, somebody got it, but there are, you know, eight of our vaccinated players are among the positive tests, that's a lot easier to buy, right? Right now as an outsider, it it very much, the way they've handled it very much to me says, we had 13 unvaccinated players who have tested positive. And by the way, we're going to blame their wives for it. Like, come on. It was it was it, like everything about the way the Elks have handled this has been an absolute disaster from an outsider's point of view, from a PR standpoint, from a from an accountability standpoint. Jagarrod J- Davis in Hamilton broke protocol. They suspended him and said it's because he broke protocol. Yeah. Well, who is the player who pulled protocol in Edmonton? We don't know. They've not been suspended. They've not been transactioned onto a COVID list. Nothing has happened beyond just shutting the entire franchise down, which doesn't do anything to further the cause of other players in the league being pushed within their locker room to get the vaccination. Because right now there's been no penalty for it. Absolutely none. Yeah, I can I can see that point. Absolutely. Um, and I think it'll be interesting to see when the injury report comes out on likely Wednesday, I believe this week, uh, to see who lands where and, uh, and and see where that I have. I've heard some I've heard some names, but I'll wait for that to be published. Yeah, um, I've, I've heard quite a few of names uh, surrounding it. And uh yeah, there there might be a lot of uh, bigger names in that franchise who uh, are suddenly getting a maintenance day that they might not have other got, otherwise gotten to get to that end of that ten day quarantine. Yeah, well, we'll see how that we'll see how how things play out for sure. Um, Mike, I can only imagine what is going on on the chat on YouTube, <laughs> um, but. Uh, is there any questions or things we need to talk about before we try and set up this week's game? 
Uh, let's just see what he we got asks, there. Uh, uh, with a small, higher voice. Is there any Russia? Okay. Uh, so uh, Tim Capper was asking, his question is, do we really believe the Elks claim how the team was infected? Believe them or not? Hmm. Um. <laughs> I, I'm just here I so I won't know. get fine. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. That's uh, that's a great great line. Uh, next, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tyler does say that having the two hundred nine two ten is doable. Oh, wonderful! That's good. Okay, <laughs> might as well have that. That'll be great. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, Tim Capper is saying that he is glad Ryan's doing well, so that's that's very nice. Uh, then we have some music suggestions, which is oh, good. Wonderful, good. Okay, so <laughs> hey, this is this is a great uh, spot in the podcast to say, do you want to know what the music suggestions are? Then go to the YouTube <laughs> through the oh, comments to uh, get true. all of the music suggestions. That'd be great. Yeah, that's while you're true. there, hit a little subscribe button. That'd be very helpful. Thank you. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Capper again. I, a hot take by Ryan that I so have to play on the flight deck this week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well then. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's yeah I, I i think did you just give permission yeah of course of course good. there we go this is a this is a, a pod uh, a pod network show right absolutely it Tim's is on a pod network show so my audio is absolutely shareable wonderful that's right like a pod that. brotherhood that's what it and is. sisterhood yes um so then we have a lot of people that were uh, basically everyone seems to be agreeing with uh, what Ryan was saying about um, vaccinated versus unvaccinated, okay. um, as well as the, uh, you know, the um, taking away my freedoms, uh, says Tim Capper, as I buckle my seatbelt and follow the speed limit and wear shoes and shirts so I can have service at the grocery store. <laughs> right. Yes. It's yeah. I'm not going to argue that at all. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. So, and then the last up, uh, Jerry Cooper agrees with Ryan on the forfeit for the same reasons he stated. Tim agrees as well. Uh, And then Tim adds that COVID transparency has been a joke in the CFL versus the NFL. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I guess, yeah, that having watched what I did last year, uh, it was pretty upfront on what was going on in the NFL for sure. And this this has this has been different, um, and I I don't I mean, may, you're right, Ryan, in the fact that maybe you set the example and that's what happens. The one thing I know, Mike, you and I were talking about this week is, if if there was going to be uh, game checks not going across, that the PA would not be very happy with that. They probably grieved that pretty quickly. Um, likely, yeah. And so one of the I things, think they agreed to it though, didn't they? No, no. they've said that they have. I not. thought that was in. I thought that was in the COVID agreement was that if a team had an outbreak that caused a game to be forfeit and their team was below the 85% threshold of tier one personnel, then they would forfeit a game check. That, that was, that was pretty public at the beginning of this conversation. Has that changed? I, from what I remember, Brian Ramsey and uh, Solomon and Lemmy have said, no, that it's not the case. That they haven't said that they, they, they said the rule was out, but that the, the rule was out from the CFL, but it wasn't agreed upon by the PA was, that was my last understanding. So hmm. um, now here's, yeah, here's I, I, I did think of another, a um, another, if, if it came to the fact where you needed to have a forfeit, what if you did like a 50 to nothing forfeit, at least then you're going to, you're not only are you going to be down in the standings, but you're also going to be down in any of your, you know, your, your offensive Stats. records are going to be down your defensive your tiebreakers, like all of those things are. Yeah. So then you, it's a, it's a much, much higher chance that you're not going to be making the playoffs. Um, and I wonder if that is something that, you know, it, it, it's a slight variant on it, but, and at least there is another penalty. What, what do you think of that? If, uh, if I, I, sorry, let me, let me clarify if they couldn't do the pay, the, game check side of things that's what i'm getting at yeah i mean i think i think if you're if you're there and you've got um you know one nothing 50 to nothing i mean the idea of of points for and against coming into a tiebreaker are are so little i think i i'm not sure where in the tiebreaker scheme that is i'm sure mike already knows what step it is um but the 
the for and against tiebreaker. Um, I mean, yeah, does it matter if you forfeit and you lose one to nothing or 50 to nothing as long as, like, at the end of the day, it's a loss on your record, and it's probably not going to affect your your tiebreakers too much when you're talking about for and against and common opponents and anything else like that. I think the last time that really came into play might have been 2010 uh, when all the teams were 10 and 8 at the top of the West and all right. had kind of equivalent records against one another. And the the perfect storm that would need to happen for that to come into play, I think, is is not going to happen, is not likely enough to happen for for that to come into to fruition i mean same thing for the team that that is getting the win right they're only right. getting 1.4 right that, um you yeah. know yeah so should you be rewarding that team with such an astronomical points for you know when the average points per game in the cfl this season have been about 21 22 <laughs> is it yeah. is it you know, giving them 50, well, now you've given them two and a half games worth of points, right? So I think one nothing is still the right choice. Um, plus, it'll go down historically um, as you'll always be able to point to that game and say, yep, that was the COVID forfeit because yeah, I, it was a one nothing game. Yeah. What's funny is uh, this and is the second. Scorigami, too, wouldn't it? What's that? It would have to be. What? <laughs> uh, are you not aware of Scorigami? I am not aware of Scorigami, nope. no. Oh, I feel so. You know that moment when like something happens to you and you, there's something just so amazing that that you need to share it with people and they're like, this is an audience that will love this to death. Okay. So Scorigami is a Twitter account that covers the NFL, not so much the CFL, but they cover the NFL. And they they track scores that have never happened before. Okay. So if the score of a game like 39-28 has never happened before, they say it's a score of gummy. <laughs> this is the first game in NFL history that's ever ended with this score. Um, it's it's a Twitter account I follow. It's score gummy, um, and they update the likelihood of score gummy um, in games throughout the Sunday games. Uh, so it's just it's such a it's such a weird little thing. Um, and such a specific thing, I think, to football because of the way the games are scored. Um, that uh, that one nothing, I think, would would probably have to be a scoreagami for the CFL. Mike, oh, it's got to be. Okay, um, I remember researching like the old pre-war World War II games, and I remember uh, Calgary. I think they were the Altoma Tigers back then. Beat Edmondson four nothing. They got a rouge in every quarter. That was it. <laughs> that's that's Moretti's favorite game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Edmondson did lose to Calgary one nothing in 1932, but again, that's oh, sort so of pre CFL. No, but that's yeah, that's so pretty CFL. It isn't a score, right? So you were so it sad a, that it wasn't a score. Gummy, <laughs> it's like such sad face from Ryan. It's not a. You should reach out to them and see if they want to sponsor your podcast. Hey, there it is. But I just, I, I think they're just a, a straight Twitter account. There's oh, nothing funny. behind it. It's hilarious. a guy that does it, but he's got, a, he, he keeps track and, and you'll normally see like one or two a season of a score that's never happened before. <laughs> um, and now that the NFL has become four down CFL football, where they just throw the ball all the time, I think it's more likely to happen now than ever um, because teams are scoring now more than ever. Because uh, they have four whole downs to get ten yards. <laughs> that's, that's very true. And only a hundred yards for the field. Come on, right. it's easy. Right. They barely have to move. <laughs> it's, it's so narrow. <laughs> I don't even know how they call that football. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh my, that was that's fantastic. Uh, super fan, I hear you have a, a horrid item for us tonight before we talk about uh, setting up this game sure. for next week. So, what do you have for us? Wait, wait. Uh, Stop before you do this. Oh. As I don't watch this show all that often, I need to make sure, is this an item he's adding to his collection, or is this an item that a lady of the night has touched? <laughs> Could be both. Could be both. You don't know. <laughs> that was it. Let's find out. That's it. Excellent. That's title of the podcast right there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. So when Paul was on, he had... Um, shown off something of his from his collection. So I'm going to show something that's very similar from the same source. Oh, oh that's a heavy one. Oh, that, fantastic. 
was uh, created by James Franklin, um, and that was made for me. That was a gift. Uh, absolutely incredible. He did sign on the back, and he wasn't sure whether to put number 14 or number two, so... He put both. He just spent, and he put both. But, uh, yeah, just an absolutely gorgeous sign. It's super heavy. It's all solid wood, um, but it's just fantastic, and it uh, is going to have a wonderful place in my collection here somewhere, so... Oh, that's amazing. That is amazing. When did you... When did that actually arrive for you? That arrived um, about a month ago. Oh, awesome. I want to say. Uh, and it, you know, came direct from him. So I now have his home address. So that's ah. kind of nice. Well, it's probably a good thing you're in Spruce Grove and I'm way over here. Yeah. It's probably true. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. Yeah. One day he'll send me something. It's fine. I, I'll that's, go. That's really, that's really nice. Like all except that big thing in the middle. <laughs> oh, the like, I, white I like, part right here? I like the, the wood. Like the white part right there. No. I like the wood. <laughs> um, you know, the color of the wood is very nice. Yeah. Um, the shapes on the wood are a little suspect. Well, you know, but otherwise it's a beautiful piece. I think I think we should ask James to send you one. It'd probably look good down in your room, right? I mean, if he's a woodworker and he's got a horse on, I don't care what number he signs with. <laughs> he's he, does can, all he can sign he does it. He can sign it, James Franklin. Hopeful. Did you? Just, um, that would be. Did you just put? Did you just say if he has a horse on? Because that's no, he could put a horse on it. Oh, and then sign the back. That's not what I heard. Say, okay, James Franklin, one day, hopefully. One day, hopefully. Oh, my. Because, as we have learned, no matter how long once always is, your players want to be Stampeders. Oh, so this is a Calvin McCarty reference. Is that what you're doing? I mean, not just him, but yes, also him. Well, you know what's also great? I don't know if you're aware of this. Mike, do you know what Calvin McCarty's record is in the Labor Day game? Uh, Labor Day game is not so good. No. No. So no. Well, that's because he's always been on the wrong sideline. No, he's going to take that record <laughs> with him. It's going to be fantastic. That's the part that we're excited I, about for this week. I mean, you guys can hope that, but you guys can't think that. <laughs> There's no way. Like, there's there's a there's a part where where love and logic separate, and it's with the results of the game this week. Oh, oh, oh. Is love this the guy saying that his team goes eighteen and zero every year? Love tells you that they have a chance. Uh, logic tells you they're about to get destroyed. <laughs> and again, we're back. This, this from the guy that says his team's going to go eighteen and zero every year. And they will. One year, there's going to be a year that I'm right, and forevermore, I will be able to say, look, I was right once. Well, your great-great-grandchildren, maybe, so we'll see. Yeah, sure. Yes. I don't care. Here's the, we've, we've talked about this before. Why would anyone ever set out and say, I think my team's going to lose six times this year? Fire trucker. That noise. My team's going to win every week. I'm not playing. I'm not playing this game. My team is going to win every week. They're going to win the championship because that's why I love them so much because they're amazing. That that's what I want to see. I want to see them win every week. I don't want to rationally decide that they're going to lose five games. No, no one wants that. Why why put that in the air? Why why ever say to your team, "I think you're only good enough to win most weeks." I think I like you're good enough to win every week. Let's go. That's what fans do. You don't show up at the stadium and go, not today, fellas. You show up at the stadium with your gentlers and your jello shots and your delicious booze cupcakes. And you say, I'm going to win again this way. And I, that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. So why, why would you ever suggest anything else at the beginning of the season when you're only making a liar out of yourself every week when you show up or turn on the TV? I guess, you know what? That's almost a valid argument. I like it. <laughs> uh, it got oh, Josh Smith this year. It got Josh Smith. We're we're getting closer. We're getting the <laughs> guys predicted an undefeated season this year. Soon it will be all the network shows. They'll just go look. We're going eighteen and zero <laughs> no, this year because Ryan's right. I'm not ever going to suggest my team should lose a game. I'm going to tell you why they're going to win every single week. That's what you do on this show. That is what we do every on week. This show. Go, this is how we're going to win the game. Right. That's right. Mostly as long as you win the last one. Oh. 
how, how has it felt over the first four weeks feeling that wrongness? Because it is different, like, for you. I get it. Like, it's... Um, I'm not worried. I'm okay. not worried. Okay. I mean, the, the, it's a 14-game season this year. I feel like 700 is going to, or seven and seven is going to be a good enough to get <laughs> 700. Playoffs. That's going to be very difficult for you guys. 700 is also going to be good. Uh, but I think 500 is good enough to get into the playoffs. And, and I'm not necessarily concerned yet that the Stampeders are not going to be able to hit that mark. Um, I think that, uh, I think that when you look at the overall team construction and how much change there was between the last time they were on the field and the, the team that they put into um, the the team they put on the field this season, it's astronomical. So the idea that it's going to take them a while to gel doesn't surprise me. They're getting better every single game, and they're going to continue to get better as time progresses. And you know, sometimes you play a quarterback with a broken leg, and that turns out to be a bad choice. Um, other times, that guy comes back and. I, how many teams have we seen get hot in November and go on to win a Grey Cup? That's when you need to be good. You don't need to be good now. Uh, okay. I just wasn't sure, you know, if because it, it, it is a different position for your team to be in at one and three. It's not a, not a common place for you. So lately, no, no, yeah. no I would suggest the past <laughs> 30 years that hasn't happened all that often. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, once or twice, maybe, but I, I, you know, I, Look, it's a long season. We're gonna be we're gonna be what? At the end of in in ten days, we're gonna be three and three. So we're gonna be right where we need to be. Um, uh-huh. And uh, and so I, I'm I'm not at all worried yet. All right, uh, tell me what uh, you've watched. Jake Mayer come in. You've watched him have a couple of good games. Uh, what do you see good in Jake Mayer? I uh, poise. Um, it's not just important in uh, Miss America. It's also important uh, on a football field. And uh, Jake Mayer has it in spades. Um, the the guy comes out. He he stood in the face of of a terrifying Winnipeg defensive line. Stood in, made the throws, seventeen straight completions. Uh, to get the job done, uh, you know, and and move his team down the field. Um, I think the Stampeders are a bad roughing the passer call last night away from winning that game. Um, I think that the second call against Mike Rose, I mean, don't get me wrong. The first call is roughing the passer all day. Yeah. You're not allowed to German suplex a quarterback. <laughs> what? Um, that's just not okay. But the second one, was close enough. There was a a 19 yard penalty to get um, to get the uh, the team the bombers out of trouble deep. That was a little bit of hand fighting, and so all of a sudden it was um, all of a sudden a 19 yard penalty to get them out of the shadow of the goalposts. I think they had very timely penalty calls last night that benefited the bombers. I'm not saying that everything wasn't a penalty, but there were some that probably didn't make muster uh, in other parts of the game. And when you think about one field goal either way is the only difference between a win and a loss last night, that's not so bad. You've got a quarterback that has gone over 300 yards in his first two starts. um, And and since his first quarter where he was really bad, (laughs) no denying that, he came out and started two for six with two interceptions. Um, Since then, he's been absolutely lights out. Yeah. So what happens then if uh, he does really well for before Bo comes back? Go Bo comes back. What happens to the mayor in the offseason? Well, he goes to Ottawa, right? <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> of course he does. That's, of course he does. Uh, yeah. But does we, he stay in Ottawa? What, what, happens, see, what happens here in Calgary is that John Huffnagel collects players and he, he makes them into stars and then other teams go, Oh, wouldn't it? Could you just could you just spare like could you just spare a starting quarterback, please? Okay, you can have another starting quarterback. Could you just give us an entire receiving core, please? Please. All right, you know what, Pinball? You can have an entire starting uh, receiving core as well. Well, there's a couple defensive ends that we really like. Could you could you pass those around too? 
Sure. You know what? Have a couple defensive ends. <laughs> hey, the, the list of players that started in Calgary and are on other teams right now in the CFL is astronomical. Let alone, I mean, Toronto West or Calgary West, <laughs> Calgary East. Calgary there we East. Go. There you Figure are. Out my direction. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Just need some go juice. <laughs> there we are. Calgary East uh, currently has eight former Stampeders starting. Not eight on the roster. They have eight starters that were Calgary, that were Stampeder players first. Um, there's, there's just so much. We just, it, it's so the 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 charity of of the Calgary Stampeders is unmatched uh, in the CFL. Charity, that's an interesting way to put that. Yeah, charity. Okay. We bring all these players up. We show you how good they are, and then you get them. Okay. <laughs> it's it's. It's like if Santa Claus taught you how to use your Xbox before he went back up the chimney. Well, that's it's it's a good thing you're red and white. That's right, because that's what you are as Santa. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, it bursts out every facial pore. <laughs> the CFL Santa. That's what's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. It's it's John Huffnagel is pretty much Santa Claus. <laughs> um, you know, after after Grey Cup. All the general managers get together for their meetings and John sits in a chair and all of them come and sit on his lap and they say, oh, John, John, if we could just please, please, could you just send us a D end? Could you could you could you not sign a D end this year and, and let him come out to us? And John goes, well, have you been a good boy? And they say, we're still under the, the SMS system, we swear. And then, you know. John sends them a DN for, for Christmas. It, it happens year after year after year. Um, you know, it's something we're accustomed to here, that it's hard to cheer against other teams because they're populated with the players that we cheered for before. Um, you know, it is what it is. Oh, my. That's one of the good ones. Um, okay. So we're we're setting up here. It's It's Labor Day weekend. Uh, Monday, we've got six hours of glorious football uh, with our us being the later game. Um, I'm assuming that you guys are you, you guys are still doing the tailgates and things at the games or where, where are you? Yeah, of course. Yeah? of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. We're down there. We're tailgating. Sheldon's got his burgers all fired up and he's ready to go. And uh, and, you know, any any Elks fan that wants to make the drive. Do you want a skunk? No, what that's my dog. There? That's my dog. Oh, OK. Come here, puppy. That's Wilson. Oh. You could just see his tail. It's, That's it. But it is Wilson. Yeah, it just looked like a skunk's tail went by in the yeah, background. Like, He's got a Bernie's. He's got that Bernie's. I know your tail. team stinks, but really. Um, oh, but oh I, my. <laughs> you know, I didn't insult your dogs. Come on now. No, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I don't I don't insult your dog. I insulted the imaginary skunk that I thought your dog was. <laughs> totally oh, is that what it was. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, perfect. Yeah, but yeah, we're up and we're up and running with the tailgate. Uh, we have a good time. Uh, anybody's welcome, of course. Uh, come on down, um, and uh, and we got the grill fired up, and uh, it's always a good time meeting and hanging out with people. Absolutely. Uh, now, Mike, what do you think our team is going to do on Monday in the midst of Win. all of this? I like that. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there I mean, we go. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what do they have to do to get to that win? Do you think? Uh, well, I think that they definitely need to, uh, same thing I say every week. <laughs> they just need to make sure that the, the team is going to be a little more one dimensional, stop the run game as much as possible. Keep the, uh, the quarterback in the pocket and throwing and, and let's see if our defensive backs are as good as we think they are. Yep. That's, that's a, that's a good challenge. Um, Fielding a team would be a great start. That, uh, that was actually what I was just going to say. Uh, we'll have to know who's actually going to be allowed to play, uh, which we uh, won't find out for another couple of days. So um, that could make a big difference. How many of those people on the O-line are actually going to be playing? Or the D-line or the linebackers or the receiver. We don't know. We have no idea. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. And if we... Yeah, actually can fill out a entire roster or not. Or 36. 36. 36. 36 is all we need. Yeah. So it'll That's be. Cool. Well, there's always the CFL practice roster. 
and draw from the CFL practice roster as well. And the 17 players on the our rosters, our practice roster. Yeah, so. yeah. So we yeah. will have, uh, yeah, we will field a team. We will see how that goes. I think, I think it's uh, going to be interesting to see just as we get to the late in the week what. Uh, what guys are are out there and and if those guys are getting the time to actually gel and and how is that how is that going to work so uh, with all of the like you said Ryan with everything kind of up in the air and we don't really know who's where um, it makes it really hard to kind of predict this game and kind of see where things are going to go so let's uh, let's predict other games shall we um, yes well, I, I, I can predict this game well and then yeah, but we don't 85. No. No, we Elks don't. Too? No, we don't do that because that, you're that... you're you're on our show. When I'm on your show, all oh, right, you you stole my shtick. Yeah, exactly. And I did ask first, <laughs> just so that you know. The I did. I did ask you first. I know. Of course okay. you did. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, you know, I I guess then you took it. Is that better than saying you stole it? Yeah, that's better. Yeah. You appropriate. Yeah, I asked nicely. And then I said, "This yeah, is a you, deal." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it was anything nefarious. Oh well, that's what Stoll would infer, would infer is that I was like stealing something. But... I mean, I guess. I guess <laughs> I don't have to. He was inspired by. There we are. Yeah, so, sure. See, there you go. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Uh, let's talk. About as long as you give me credit every week. Uh, I mostly, <laughs> mostly. Yeah. Okay. First game is Friday night. Montreal is in Ottawa. Uh, Ryan, who do you have in this game? Is there? <laughs> Come on. Is there... <laughs> Ottawa, like. I understand that you have to pretend that Ottawa's a good team because they beat you, but Ottawa's <laughs> oh, not a good geez. team. No, they aren't. I like they are a terrible football club, and at some point it's gonna run out um for Marcel in Ottawa. Like they're gonna realize it. They're gonna realize that like, you know, a fluke gray cup win on on Henry Burris's best day ever doesn't mean that Marcel can put a team together. Uh, I, I just it's it's got to be over soon and they're absolute garbage and you know all I know is that I imagine that Jake Mayer's watching that game intently to see who he's going to throw the ball to next year. So you're picking Ottawa <laughs> then. <laughs> I will not be picking the Red Blacks uh for any reason I don't think. Okay. Uh, the rest of the season. I think they're an absolute trash panda of a franchise. <laughs> hey, trash pandas are cute. What the hell? No, I'm kidding. Um, I'm looking forward to when you're on Bouchoir. <laughs> what did you say, Mike? I'm looking forward to when he's guesting on Mouchoir. Yes, that'll be great. Oh, <laughs> I thought you said they should take their team to the abattoir. <laughs> That's, <you> know. uh, <laughs> wow, big words. Uh, right? super fan. Who do you have in this game? Yeah, I'm going to have Montreal uh, taking this one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that team's got some issues. Yeah. And I think that we'll see it bounce back from stand back. So, yeah, possibly. Uh, that's a little fantasy. Good, good for him because he didn't do anything for me this week. When sure I did not. Seven grand waste of money for fantasy teams. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Montreal's going to win. I don't know, though. I, I got to say, I, I, this might, this sounds funny, but it might be a closer game than we think because Vernon Adams can't seem to throw to a check down. He's got to throw downfield all the time into triple coverage. And I don't, I don't know why he keeps choosing that. But I mean, it Here's works. And, and so many drops too. Yeah. But, His receivers, yeah. even the open receivers are dropping the ball and, and Ottawa's defense is good. Yes. But you can't win in this league. You can't win 10, seven in this, in the CFL. It's just not going to happen. So uh, as good as Ottawa's defense is, the only reason they beat you is a defensive touchdown. Yeah. That's it. That's the only reason they beat you. And, and they're not, if they don't score a defensive touchdown, they're not going to win because they're not scoring an offensive touchdown unless Lewis Ward picks it up and runs it in himself. <laughs> Which happen? we'd all like to see. Because he's the only guy that scores points for that team. That, yeah, that would be amazing. Could you imagine to watch that? That'd be great. Um, all right, next game. Winnipeg versus Saskatchewan in the Sunday game of the Labor Day weekend. It's not a Labor Day game, but it's a classic. Yeah. 
Sure. Uh, Winnipeg versus Saskatchewan. Super fan. Who do you got? <laughs> oh, the pre banjo bowl. Um, <laughs> the pre banjo bowl. Is that so? So is that like the harmonica bowl? Is that what comes before yeah. the pre banjo? Okay. Uh, whatever is the most annoying. I okay. don't know. Yeah. Our accordion bowl. Uh, isn't it? Isn't it getting lost in the woods that comes before the banjo? <laughs> Getting lost. I remember the, that movie. Correctly. Getting lost in the woods game. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Was the question? Oh, right. <laughs> Who's going to win the game? Uh, I don't know. I think that that they they're going to split the two games uh, between the this and the banjo bowl. And I'm just going to go with the home team and say Saskatchewan wins this and Winnipeg wins next week. All right. Well, I already know. I'm pretty sure I know how Ryan's going to pick this one because of some pr- previous rules that he has in place in oh. his life. So I am going to say that uh, the Saskatchewan, the rectangle, does find a way to win at home because Ryan is going to say. Uh, I think Winnipeg win. There you go. Um, you know, as we know, as we know, uh, Andrew Harris is full of piss, vinegar and trace amounts of whatever <laughs> else you want to talk about. Um, and, uh, uh, I think Saskatchewan isn't going to play him as well as Calgary typically does. I uh, held him to 80 yards, by the way. Um, the, the list of hundred yard games from Andrew Harris against Calgary, you can count them on like two fingers in his career. Uh, but, uh, um, and I don't know what that is, but Calgary beats him up better than anybody. Um, but I think, I think the bombers come in and, and ruin the day for Saskatchewan. Uh, if only, because Saskatchewan was the second last or last, which which one came first this morning? Um, team to put in a, a COVID protocol. Be uh, I think last. one of them was, was nine fifty nine. Yeah. One of them was ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, uh, I think I think Winnipeg just gets in there and gets the job done. I don't imagine they have as many drops as they had against Calgary this week, um, and they were able to get defenders or receivers open. Um, and if they're moving the ball through the air, that only opens up the ground game for Andrew Harris and company. Um, so I, I think Winnipeg shows out and, and beats Saskatchewan this week. Fantastic. All right. And then the last game, Toronto versus Hamilton. This one is in Hamilton. Uh, I, I've seen some great moves from Toronto and, and they really started to go and they've had extra time. Uh, but I, I think home opener for Hamilton on Labor Day. I got to go with the Tiger Cats on this one. Ryan, who do you got? Uh, so this sounds like a classic matchup. What day is this one again? This one's on Labor, Labor day. day. Yes, it's a it Labor is. Day Oh, so it's on Labor Day Classic. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm... I was pretty... <laughs> I got so confused because some people call a Sunday game a Labor Day Classic. <laughs> I, I think it, it's uh, – I, I like Hamilton in this one too. Um, I think Hamilton has also been better than they've shown this year, um, and uh, I like them to to take down Toronto at home. Um, as far as the future goes for that, that club, I'm not quite sure, but I do, uh, I do like them at home this week against the Argos. Awesome. Super fan. Have we heard who's quarterbacking for Hamilton? Is Masoli going to be back or – are we going with the Dane? I think they got a. We haven't heard, but I, I mean, Dane to assume won. it would be Dane. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But do you lose your job to injury? I think if Dane plays, they win. Okay, perfect. If Drew Bledsoe says think so. yes. Oh, excellent! What's that? <laughs> Can you lose your job to injury? Drew That's Bledsoe true. says yes. Okay, yeah, um, that guy didn't do anything. Job to both. Tom Brady and Tony Romo on back-to-back teams uh, because true. he was injured for a game. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, we and we'll see how that 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 plays out. So, um, all right. Now, Ryan, uh, would you like to give us a, a prop bet for the game that is coming up? Oh Monday? yeah, I never actually get to do this part. I never get to do this part. I uh, see. I know. Yeah, um, you get to do. Usually, you're the line setter, but today you get to be the the prop bet person. Okay, uh, let's go with... Oh, here comes the stampede. Um, yeah. hmm. <laughs> let's go with total players on the Elks roster. <laughs> total players on the Elks roster. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. We, I have a perp, I have a line for it. I'm ready with you. Yeah, ready. you're gonna yeah. say 46. Nope. I, I, no, I was not. No, no. No, I. All right, all right. 
total players on the Elks roster on the on the Elks game day roster. All right, uh, I'll set the line at forty three and a half. <laughs> forty three and a half. So, super fan, what do you got? Oh, it'll be over. They'll have players to fill the entire roster, and it'll be forty five. All right, Ryan, are you going to play the villain here? <laughs> I don't think it's villain. I think it's science. I think I'm going to play the science uh, because I'm willing to bet that you have more married players. And you know those wives constantly responsible for COVID outbreaks. Fire trucker. How does that even happen today? Um, I, I think... I think I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to put it at like 42, 43. I think it'll be close. Um, but I think that, uh, that, that they're going to, they're going to have the under. All right. I wanted you to just pick the under. I'm going to pick over as well. <laughs> they'll, of, they'll course. From of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll find a way. I mean, I know we'll have bottles out there. We'll see bodies, bottles. We'll have maybe bottles. bottles. Maybe that's what we'll have out there. Out of cans, does that count? Bottles of Invermectin. Yeah, it's got the the. Uh, <laughs> that comes in two. The, yes, that yeah, Gatorade bottles. Maybe we have some of those. Oh no, that coach, yeah. the coach is in Saskatchewan now. That's not. They'll right. stay on the sidelines now. We're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, before we do plugs and things, let's uh, do this very quickly. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Edmonton Community Foundation. The foundation acts as a bridge between donors and charities to create a strong, vibrant community for generations to come. You can start an endowment fund yourself or with a group. And once it reaches $10,000, it can start distributing funds. Vital Signs is an annual checkup conducted by Edmonton Community Foundation in partnership with Edmonton Social Planning Council to measure how this community is doing. This year's focus is on millennials, and you can learn more at ecfoundation.org. Ryan, thank you, as always, for coming on and having a great time with us chatting um, all things uh, Elks and Stamps. Uh, every year we like having you on here before the Labor Day game. Uh, tell everybody where they find you and, of course, the amazing pod you do. Uh, I think if uh, you're looking to catch me on tape, uh, you can find me at uh, Horseman Radio. Uh, com, or Horseman Radio uh, podcast, which is on all of your uh, providers. Uh, we do uh, a really adhesive show um, that's able to uh, uh, really talk about all things Stampeders, all things CFL, and really put everything together without getting into a sticky situation at all. Um, that's, you know, we, we try our best. So Horseman Radio on all of your podcast networks. And I've run out of tape puns, but I do have two more rolls in front of me. So uh, if you want to if you want to see us, check us out at Horseman Radio. You can follow me at Ryan on any social media platform uh, that exists. That's where you're going to find me. And uh, and uh, it's coming soon. Promoing in advance is oh. going to be Celebrity Net Fights 2, uh, where we are going to have reality stars stepping in the boxing ring. And that's going to be happening in uh, December towards the Lethbridge area. Um, we're going to be doing uh, potentially a New Year's Eve show. So you can come down on New Year's Eve and see your favorite reality stars beat the crap out of one another. And uh, there will be more uh, information about that on my Twitter feed throughout everywhere um, uh, over the next little while. But uh, yeah, Celebrity Net Fights 2 coming to you live on pay-per-view and from Lethbridge, Alberta. <laughs> and you, you called the last round of those, did you not? I did. I was down awesome. in Houston, Texas, or Dallas, Texas, um, and uh, I got to call the fights. Uh, it was a good time. You could tell a lot of my followers are uh, uh, are reality TV people and not CFL people because they were all like, who knew Ryan could talk like this? And I'm like, everybody that, that knows me. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a it was a great time. We had a couple knockouts. We had some knockdown dragout fights. We had a couple of ref stoppages. So uh, it was a really entertaining night, and uh, it's still available, by the way, on Fight.tv for just nineteen ninety nine. If you want to catch it, it was Big Brother Canada versus Big Brother US, and oh. uh, we got to see a lot of people step in the step in the ring and box. Uh, it was a hell of a good time. Oh, that, that's fantastic! That's fantastic. Uh, super fan. Where does everybody find you? 
Oh God, I'm just still thinking about the whole celebrity fighting. If it could be anything like that show they had on Fox 10, 12, 15 years ago, where they had Danny Bonaducci versus Barry Williams and China versus very similar, only better boxing. Oh. It, was, well, it was better boxing. Like we had, we had, we had the people committed to it. Um, they had, they were training with coaches for months and months in advance, and and so there was actually some pretty good boxing. That has to be because on Fox, they were just guys that were in prison. So <laughs> oh, yeah, um, they were t- uh, anyway, you can find me at 56 Parkies and then the history and horde segment will be at EDM history, H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. Wonderful. Uh, of course, make sure you are following Pay It Forward with football because uh, they are still sending people to games. Yes. Making sure that uh, we are spreading the joy everywhere, uh, including our football game. Uh, there's lots of great shows, of course, on the Canadian Football Podcast Network, much like Ryan's show. Uh, so check all of those out, cfpodnetwork.ca. And, of course, find out all the great shows on the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Uh, and of course you can join in the huddle with us anywhere at the turf district that's on Facebook, on Twitter, and of course on Instagram, uh, which is as far as we've got. If you would like to have TikTok, feel free to follow Ryan. You have one. Don't you? I don't have TikTok. Oh, I could have sworn you did. Okay. All right. No, I'm an adult. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I like how you, you No, I'm an adult. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Kind of. Kinda. Kinda. Okay, excellent. More my Legally. I don't dance. I just talk. Yes. <laughs> and that you do well, and that's why we love you. Uh, <laughs> so for Ryan, super fan Mike, and of course Commissioner Kayla, who couldn't join us tonight, uh, remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely talk to you next week when we talk about the Elks winning and going to two and three. No, two and two. Yay. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter. 